I want to welcome everyone to this week's episode of SalesCast. This week we have a special hour and a half long training. This was recorded live at a national call event that Jeremy and I were able to speak at last week. And so we're very excited to bring it to all the SalesCast listeners. A lot of information. Hope you enjoy the episode. All right, today we're going to be talking about uh, you know, several topics, including we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the upcoming tax deadlines. And if you've been following the sales cast, you've been hearing us talk about this, uh, and, and we'll go into more detail on it. But we're going to spend quite a bit of time on just the upcoming tax deadlines, and we really want everyone to feel very comfortable talking about these deadlines to your clients, helping moving them along, things like that. Um, we're going to be talking about the GMG app and some of the latest updates and what's included in that. We're going to be going through and talking about the sales cast, what we've done so far with it, and where we're, uh, where we're heading from there. And last but not least, or uh, I'm sorry, also we'll be talking about advisor stories. And last but not least, uh, you'll want to stay on until the very end of the call, and that is because we will be talking about a special event that's coming up. We're going to be hosting a webinar that you can actually invite your clients to. And uh, this has been something we've had a lot of requests for, Jeremy, over, over the years is, you know, we, we have the closing call, obviously, or the introduction call that people can bring somebody to, but, you know, actually having just kind of a mass format where we can bring a lot of people. Well, you know, we've actually, and we've, this is something that we've done throughout the years, and we've really had a lot of good responses when we've done it. We haven't done it in a while, but, uh, you know, and this is really inviting your, your clients or your prospects, your CPA, your personal CPA, to a group webinar for, for training and other purposes, it's just a very, uh, I guess, a light way to, to kind of maybe engage a, a potential prospect client, CPA, just instead of saying, hey, would you do a, get on a closing call or get on an introduction call? It's, hey, you know, we're, we're, having a, we're having a training on a lot of these new tax products and tax programs that are available. You might want to join one of the webinars that we have. It could be very inform informative for you. Might help you. Might help your clients, prospects, etc. It's just a very easy way to kind of introduce the uh, your prospects to our team and um, and hopefully generate some business out of it. Of course. Yeah. So we'll be talking about that uh, towards the end of the call. Make sure to uh, stand for the entire thing. So Jeremy, let's start by talking about the upcoming tax deadlines. And, you know, let's start kind of from a, just, just kind of an overview. I, I think some people, when you say tax deadline, they think April 15th. Yeah. And that may be the only tax deadline that they think of. Let's talk about what other tax deadlines are, uh, you know, are out there. Yeah, well, without, I will get very specific, but before that, just know that it is tax season right now. And that's something that you need to get in your head, and, and all of us do. It, it is tax season. Those that are profitable, and, and, and we've talked about this on the sales cast, so we, if you haven't listened to it, we, we obviously invite you to listen to those. But if you have not, uh, if, you, if you're a client and you have taxes owed, you're profitable and, and you're, you're making money, which, of course, is our ideal candidate for services, then guess when you're going to file? Are you going to file on time or are you going to wait as long as possible to have to pay your taxes? Well, obviously, you're going to have to wait as long as possible. Well, as long as possible for 2012 is upcoming. On September 15th, which is really the 16th this year, that's the final deadline for corporate tax returns, for partnership tax returns, and trust tax returns. That's September 16th. 
personal returns, individual returns that were filed on extension is October 15th. So September 16th, October 15th are the days, the final deadlines for 2012 taxes. Those that are profitable generally are going to be filing right around those times, which means we need to talk to them today. And so this is obviously summer people have been kind of out of pocket on the boat, we like to say. Well, guess what? Labor Day is coming in a couple of weeks, and as soon as Labor Day is over, uh, it's kind of back in full gear, and it's time to really start talking about these products and services. And if you're a client, you're going to start under, trying to understand what the damage is. You know, you've been pushing off your taxes, and now you just have to bite the bullet and do it. And, and Ryan, I think you could even speak to that well, uh, uh, personally as well. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, the you know, let's get into a personality profiling, which can always be dangerous. Um, you know, we really have two different types of clients we may deal with. One is a more uh, cautious personality, um, and, you know, they, that may be some of the CFOs that you work with and uh, CPAs that you would work with, controllers, things like that. But let's face it, the average restaurant owner, the average hotel owner, the average car dealership owner, um, you know, they're very focused on their business, they're kind of all over the place, um, you know, and let's face another fact about them. They're procrastinators. Um, you know, we see this a lot. And this is why they wait until the very last minute to file. And, again, if they're talking to their CPA uh, back in March, not to get too in detail, um, but, you know, back in March when they're looking at different shareholder returns and things like that, this is where a business owner comes up with the sad reality that they've underpaid uh, on their quarterlies all year. And of course, the answer to that is, is uh, I'll deal with that in September, October. You know, and they're pushing this off as long as possible. So they kind of have this looming thing. And as, as nice as it is that we're getting this summer wave right now, you're really faced with the reality and every business owner that owes federal taxes or has a liability, um, you know, is really faced with the reality right now that within the next, you know, 30 days or so, they got to come up with a big check. And I think this is magnified this year because of previous year's economic situations. What I mean by that is, is that, uh, you know, let's go all the way back to 2009. 2009, uh, by speculation, was probably a large refund year because people were paying in quarterly estimates based on what they had been earning in previous years. And in 2009, they got refunds. We saw this in our business because we would, uh, you know, be working on cost seg projects and find out that they already had large offset refunds and large carry forwards. And so what do people do when they have refunds? They reduce their quarterlies or eliminate them altogether. And this is a, you know, fairly common practice you'll see out there. Now, what I believe that leads to is that you have people who have steadily reduced their quarterlies in 2009, 2010, 2011, during less profitable years, 2012, for most companies you talk to, uh, it's probably not a very fair statement, but we're hearing it common, uh, you know, is that 2012 was a surprisingly profitable year. And the key word is surprisingly. And that's because they had, in my opinion, steadily decreased their quarterlies for years. And then in 2012, they had a surprisingly profitable year. They underpaid, and now they have a, a large bill due. And let me tell you, let me just connect the rest of these dots where I turn back over to Jeremy on this. They don't have the money. If you've come out of 
three years in some cases or four years in some cases of manufacturing. We're talking to companies that they've just had maybe four bad years in a row of survival. Now you've had your first good year last year. You're finally able to catch up on things, maybe hire back some of the staff you laid off, maybe finally make upgrades to equipment that's been sitting on maintenance for years. They've spent that money. They don't have that money. And now their CPA is coming along saying, hey, it's uh, August 15th. You got another month. Just a reminder, I know this because I got this email from my CPA. Hey, it's August 15th. <laughs> you got about another month. Just a reminder. And I, let me tell you, as a business owner, this reminder is daunting. I'm focused, I'm focused on growing our company. I'm out there thinking about the future. And the last thing I want is an email from my CPA reminding me that I got a large check to stroke in the next month. You know, and that's, that's why we need to be in front of these people, of these prospects, these clients. It's that you know, sales and, and business development is often about timing as, as much as anything. You can tell somebody the same thing today or tomorrow or next week, and you never know when is the time that they're ready to move forward. And I think a lot of you and, and, and me myself, you know, we, we've talked to people sometimes for years, and even though it's a good product and a good program and they're semi-excited about it, they never seem to, to move forward. There's always something looming. And, and, you know, they have a business to run. There are things that are, in their mind, more important. But if you continue to stay in front of these people, eventually it's going to be the right time. And this situation, like like with Ryan, if you're talking to these people and now they're getting that call from the CPA saying, you owe money and you have 30, 60 days before it's due, what a great time to uh, to be in front of that person talking to them about these services. It might be the perfect time for you to really get in front of them yeah. and, and basically outline exactly what we're going to do because what – the, the GMG service line is doing is reducing or eliminating taxes or providing tax refunds, this is the time to be talking about it. Let's face it, there's a general animosity in America, right or wrong, towards taxes. Um, it, again, I don't want to get into a political thing, but you know, my CPA is asking, what account do you want me to pay this out of? And the answer is none. Um, you know, of course, that's not an option. But then the next thing is, when do you want to file this? And, and my answer is, when's the last day? I, I don't – there's this general feeling amongst business owners, I think, that's, listen, I already pay enough. I don't want to write a check. I don't think they deserve it. Um, and you're going to leave the money in my checking account every single day you can. And that's what Jeremy's talking about is if you, you – the time is now. If you're talking to someone – uh, you know, maybe some other times in the year you're selling cost seg and maybe we're talking about time value money and we're talking about, you know, net present value and explaining these different concepts. Well, come on, we're not talking about that right now. What we're talking about is keep money in your bank account or don't. When we're talking about manufacturers, we're talking about get a refund or don't. And, uh, Jeremy, before we talk about the R&D side of things, because it has even bigger ramifications than cost seg, is there, did, did we cover cost seg efficiency yeah, here? Yeah, no, I, I think so. I, the timing is, and we're going to keep talking about this, but, you know, the timing is everything. It's, it's that simple. And if there's no reason to, uh, <laughs> there's no reason to not talk to, to your clients and prospects that, that you've been really kind of, you know, the summer's slower. We, we, we can just admit that. You're on vacation. They're on vacation. 
But now's the time to kind of go through all of the contacts, go through your Rolodex, uh, your email box, all the people that you have in your CRM, and start reaching out to them. And, you know, we talked about this in our SWAT group and, and a little bit we're going to be talking about this in our masterminds group. But, you know, really talking about how do we maximize that Rolodex and how do we go after these guys with a, with a plan, to, of course, to get the money in their hands at the appropriate time. Let's talk about R&D for a minute. And um, I want to walk you through a very simple model with, uh, with R&D. In any given year, we're looking at three open years plus the current year. And this can be confusing. So I want you to understand we're in 2013 right now. Everybody on the call, uh, you know, I think grasps that. But when we talk open year, this can get confusing. And so right now, I want you to understand if I'm a manufacturing company and I have not filed 2012's taxes yet, and I don't plan to till either September 15th or October 15th, um, understand that 2012 is considered the, quote, open year. Now, if we can do three previous years plus open year, that means that 12 is the open year, 11, 10, and 9 are the three previous years that we're allowed to go back. Okay? I want you to understand that if you do an R&D study today, in, in many cases, there's, you know, there's particulars. I can't say this across the board. But you may very well be looking at 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012. That's what we're looking at doing the study for. I want to tell you that if we do a study, say, 30 days from now and 31 days from now, and they've already filed their 2012 return, we have just lost 2009. It's gone. Now, I want to walk you through just one more connecting the dots here, and that is that, um, you know, so we're going back three open years, and our fee is 35%, which I know isn't exactly a third, but it's close to a third, the long and short of it is if we're going back and we're doing a three-year backward study review and a, a three-year look back and we're charging roughly a third, that means that them doing the study now rather than 30 days from now or 60 days from now from some companies is the difference between basically getting a free study or not. And this is the way I always like to position at this time of year. When you're talking to someone and they say, well, let's talk after Labor Day, this would be my answer is, well, listen, I, I understand you're busy. I just want to explain one quick thing, and that is that right now we have the ability to do, depending on when you file, 2009, 2010, 2011. In about a month, we lose the ability to do that, and you can run the calculation. It's very simple. Divide the calculator by three. That's what our calculator is based on in the app is three years' worth of a qualification. You can, you can actually give them the number. If it says, I'll use easy math, if it says $300,000 manufacturing credit, you can let them know after you file 2012 taxes, you effectively may lose a third of this. We're talking $100,000. So let me ask you another question. Do you think you have an opening this week? Now this isn't like call me in a week, call me in two weeks after you know, the kids are back in college or whatever the case. This is, listen, let's do this. Let's get on the phone for 15 minutes. Let's see if we're under deadline or not. And if we're not under deadline, maybe we have a little more breathing room, but I would hate to see you miss out on a hundred grand in this case because you didn't want to focus on it right now. Yeah. And we've, I've just been looking at, there's been a couple of people that have logged in a little bit late. 
Uh, and so we just kind of do a quick little recap. You know, we're talking about deadlines right now, tax deadlines that are coming up. And, and September 16th and October 15th are, are the kind of the two looming deadlines. And we're just kind of talking through how, how important it is to talk to clients prior to that time because that's generally the client that is profitable, is the one filing an extension. And, and as Ryan said, I'm going to reiterate that uh, to say it from another angle, exactly right. If somebody is, is an R&D candidate and they say, you know what, I'm, I'm a little busy, get, get me at the end of the year, and they are a, an extension filer, so they're going to be filing October 15th, September 15th, what have you, they will lose the, the study for 2009 by, by, not, by having us not start now. We start now and we have three tax years, including the current year. As soon as the current year is over, it's still three tax years, they, as soon as somebody files, they lose, uh, they lose a year. And then, and in this instance, it's 2009. So, say you had somebody extremely profitable in 2009, and they file an extension, and they file an extension every year. Now, if we don't do the study now, where we can go do the back study, and they wait, we lose their credits for 09, which could be substantial. And as Ryan said, it, those would completely pay. For our study, because if we're doing a three or four year study and we're charging a third, then of course our our fees are basically wiped out by having a full three or four year study. So it's just that it's just so important to make sure that we're not uh, we're not just yielding to a client that says I'm too busy. And what we have to offer is something that is more important than their busyness, especially when we're talking about an R and D candidate. They will lose a year if you wait. Yeah. I, you know, so Jeremy, I think we've officially uh, beat that horse to death. Um, hopefully. Everybody. Yeah, I said the same thing three times. <laughs> I, I, I would say, yeah. What I really want to tell everyone is that right now we're looking at three back years. No, I'm just joking. Uh, I, I think we've covered covered that sufficiently. But yes, we've got. And I want you to be out there talking to your clients about 2009. Uh, you know, 2010, 2011, 2012 uh, tax day. Text your filings. And so this is what I want to do at this time. We've got the Q&A box open. And Jeremy and I are going to, we're going to move on past tax deadlines, but a little bit in the call, we're going to come back and, and answer some questions. And this is what I challenge you with. If you don't feel comfortable enough right now to go through that Rolodex and to talk to people about tax deadline, commercial property owners, manufacturers, people have done renovations on their buildings, if you don't feel comfortable enough right now that if you bumped into someone this afternoon and you don't feel like you could have an educated conversation, I want you to put those questions in the Q&A box. In about 10 or 15 minutes, Jeremy and I are going to circle back and uh, just kind of cover any of those, those questions because we've got a lot to cover today. And, again, we've got the announcement at the end of the call regarding the, uh, the live event that's coming up for, uh, for CPAs and CFOs and your clients. Um, so we've got a lot to cover, but I can tell you, and I, Jeremy, I'm sure you'd say the same, our number one priority today is that you leave with a comfort level on these tax deadlines, on uh, you know, the ability to approach your clients and, and to uh, move up the time. So we're, we're going to move on right now, but uh, I see the questions already pouring in, and uh, just keep those going, and we will get through as many of them as possible, about 10 or 15 minutes. So, Jeremy, let's talk about the uh, the app and um, we've had a new release come out 
And if you haven't already downloaded it, uh, make sure to uh, that, that you want to log in and do that. And what I'm going to do is uh, I will I will pull that up on the screen because I want to walk through some of the major changes we've made. I will warn you the first time you open the app, um, you know it's it's about a 50 meg file for all the changes, and it will take uh, you know quite a while before uh, you know really really before that'll download. So since we launched the first version of the app, um, you know, we've gotten some great feedback from everybody. I, I really wish we had time to just, Jeremy, share all the stories of the deals that have come out of the app, the quick conversations that have happened, um, you know, as, as a result of it. But I think we can just all safely say the app has been, you know, very monumental to our business. Yeah. And I don't want to use that word lightly. And, uh, but let's walk through, this is, this is version two of it. And I want to walk through some of the changes. It's direct feedback from uh, some of the things that, that we've had shared. Uh, first of all, um, in terms of the presentations, you've got three categories, cost seg, R&D, and property tax. And we've actually completely redesigned these presentations. And we're having to distribute those, because it's too large of a file, over the course of really several weeks that you're actually going to see all of these presentations changed and reformatted. But as a recap, uh, for those that maybe, if you haven't spent much time in it, once you go into a category, you're left with a basic presentation, a detailed presentation. We have a direct link to news that's geared towards that industry and a direct link now to the calculator. And we have that for cost seg, R&D, and property tax. Now, there is a new section that I'm going to be talking quite in detail about later. So I don't want to talk too much about it right now, and that is the sales cast. And again, I'll be coming back to that. And uh, but let me skip over that for the moment and talk about this last button, share stories and questions. If you've been following the sales cast, and we've had a lot of positive feedback on the sales cast, then you're hearing these stories and questions. And this is very simple. It only works from your smartphone. You can't do it from a tablet. Um, but on any of your uh, iOS devices, or your Android uh, cellular devices, um, you can pull this section up and simply click share story, ask a question, or client testimonial. And let me tell you what these are designed to run. It's very simple that when you go in and you click share story, um, you know, we really want to share this with everyone in the country. We want people to, uh, you know, I, I've shared this story before, but, you know, I, I can remember one year, somebody landed a, they went out to eat, and while they were there, they landed a big boy restaurant. I'm sure you've probably heard me share the story before. It's funny, we shared that story with, you know, a large group of, of uh, feet on the street, and as a result, we started getting, it was just comical, everyone started focusing on big boys, and because it wasn't something that, that it dawned on them before. Uh, one other example, I remember the first civil engineering firm that we landed, and we're able to provide a significant benefit for. This led to us later releasing some articles about civil engineering firms. But what it led to when we shared it was it opened everyone's eyes that, oh, civil engineering firms are a good fit, and here's why. And so by sharing that story, we're just, we're creating a community where, you know, people can really have a good understanding as to what's working and what's not. And so we're just asking you as often as possible if you walk out of a good client meeting 
um, you know, whatever the case is, they were impressed with our report. Uh, our pricing was much below what they've paid in the past. They've never heard of these programs before. Um, I've heard the story that, uh, you know, with, with one of the restaurants we work with, they were looking at closing. They really didn't know how they were going to keep their doors open. These are great stories that really help motivate the whole team. So that's share story, and we ask that you'd go in and do it often. The second one is ask a question, and uh, this is very simple. I would break everything down into two types of questions, Jeremy. One is, uh, you know, you, you're talking to a client, and a client has a question. Of course, we have introduction calls for that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, where we want to get on and we want to answer that question in a professional and thorough manner. Um, but there was this gap where we have other types of questions that I often call hypothetical questions, you know. Um, Jeremy, can we, have you heard this one before, can we help someone if they're planning on selling the building in seven years, you know. Yeah. And rather than you email those questions in and get a, you know, just a reply that only you can benefit from, we want everyone in the country to benefit from that. And there's another side to it that if you've been listening to the sales cast, some of these questions, Jeremy and I kind of talk, I mean, some of them we talked about for 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly right. You know, we know, and I know because I've been on the street, and I am st still currently on the road, so I'm in your shoes. I know that things come up, and what we the whole purpose of doing it all within the app is, yeah, you could you could have a question, and you could email us in, and then you could get a, get a response. But that doesn't help the other group of people all across the country that might have similar questions. So throughout all of the, the dialogues that we've had and all the questions that have come in, we just said, you know what, let's put it in a central spot and let's everybody be able to benefit from each other. And, and some of these questions that you think you might have a unique question, that might be the exact question that somebody across the country has. Well, it also allows for a very thorough answer. I can think one in particular, um, you know, um, sub submitted a question about the qualification of you know, the ISO process when it comes to R&D. And we're able to, you know, actually like in the office or whatever the resource is, find the best person to answer that question and get that answer out to everybody. Or again, like I said, sometimes you and I dialogue for, you know, 25, 30 minutes on a topic. And that's not something you're going to get out of an email reply. Yeah, you know, th there's, a, and I don't know the, the audience as far as how how long some of you have been with us, but, you know, when I started, I started back in 07, and it, there's such a learning curve, and you just don't, you don't know what you don't know, you don't know what you do know, you really don't know much, and I, I really think we've, we've kind of put this together because we've been there, and we're starting to, to put this whole app was, you know, what would we have loved to have when we started? Uh, man, if we had, if I had this app when I started, things would have been a lot easier because it's true, every little question that comes up or every scenario that comes up, it, it causes you to pause a little bit. And if you don't have a tool, if you don't have an answer, you don't feel equipped to be able to respond. And so, you know, I, I really just encourage those of you that have not used it or have not downloaded it, you know, download it, start using it. it it's just such a valuable tool. And then if you do have a question or if you do have a, a story, you know, share it with the team, and, and this can all help each other as we're taking market share in our local areas. Yeah. The last one's client testimonial. And, um, you know, this, this can really be at any degree. If you have a meeting with someone and, and they say, uh, wow, thank you. You know, you've really opened my eyes to this, and I, I'm, I'm excited. Um, you know, ask them if you can record a, a, click, 
a quick client testimonial. And what we're looking for here, especially, I want to center you in. This is a you know challenge I'll give everyone. If you're meeting with a chain, uh, you know, a brand, a national recognized brand, then you know I, I think this is a great opportunity. Let's say that you meet with um, you know an Econo Lodge as an example, because we talk about them a, a decent amount, and um, you know, all of a sudden they, they say that was a really good meeting and thanks, I didn't know this benefit was there. Imagine if you could just click that button, quickly record, and they say, you know, hi, my name's Mike, and, uh, you know, I'm, I own the Econo Lodge in, you know, here in West Virginia. And I was very excited to find out about these programs, and the whole team's been great to work with. I've been very impressed by the process. This is all we're looking for. But I want to tie that in now. And let's put that on a shelf for just a second, and I'll come back to it. So that's the client testimonials. Let's talk about the industry section for a minute. And again, I'm going to come back to that. It's on the shelf. Let's leave it there. We've completely redesigned the industry section. Oh, by the way, you might notice the whole app is redesigned to match the theme of uh, the website and future marketing materials that are coming out. Uh, you know, the, For those of you that were in SWAT, they got business cards, things like that. Um, you know, all the everything matches the same theme. So there's a universal, uh, you know, kind of look and feel uh, to everything that we're doing. But I want to show you what we've done before. You may remember the industry section simply before went to articles related to that industry. And uh, this was a great first step, but it was never the ending point in our mind. And so I want to show you the new, uh, the newly designed industry pages. And let's just go to automotive for a minute. And when you go there, you are going to get a beautiful splash page. And I'll cover kind of what's covered uh, in this. First of all, in the left upper column, we've got why automotive. This is a great overview for why automotive is a good fit. It is the summary um, that you can kind of point to and reference. And, uh, you know, I could summarize it by saying automotive is a great fit because they often have large renovations and improvements forced upon them, you know, and, and this qualifies them for cost saving. At the same time, it's going to drive up their property tax value. If you have a small Chevy dealer that puts $1.8 million into their building, um, you know, someone else, an assessor is going to stop by and they're going to see an increase here. So immediately we've identified two great reasons why automotive is a good fit. In the right column, we have our articles still. Who qualifies for uh, tax incentives and stimulus money? Auto, uh, automotive dealerships do. Number one, lie about cost seg. Top four, you know, there, there's all kinds of articles that directly relate to automotive. And you can click industry news, which I'll do in just a moment. But this bottom section is something that everyone's asked for, and that is case studies by industry. And we're very excited about this, um, where you have three basic case studies for that. Now, I promised you that I was going to bring something off the shelf, and that is that I've asked you when you have national chains, I need everyone's help on this, if you have a recognizable chain that you can get a testimonial for, then you can record it. I just want you to imagine this is powerful already. You get to explain why automotive, you get to reference some white papers that I'm going to go to in a minute. But I want you to imagine even further, you've got case studies here. What if I could click on that case study and share an audio file? Jeremy, if I could click on, um, you know, this Cadillac dealer and hear a quick, you know, uh, we, obviously there's some credibility, and this is what it comes down to. 
there's some credibility in saying, look, we do work with automotive. There's even more credibility in saying, look, we have worked with Cadillac dealerships. But imagine now if you can drill down even further, brand by brand, and say, now let me play a testimonial from a Cadillac dealer. Let's apply that to our hotel example. You can go to someone in a generic manner and say, hi, you know, Mike from Econolodge, let me talk to you about cost segregation. And that's a generic manner. Or you can go to them and say, hi, Mike from Econolodge, let me talk to you about what we do for hotels. And that's, you know, that's a step up, obviously. But then where we're trying to go is where we can drill in and say, hi, Mike from Econolodge, let me talk to you about Econolodge. In fact, I want to play you a testimonial from one of our other clients that also owns an Econolodge. We feel this, this just completely closes the gap on this. Well, especially when you start introducing another level, which is the marketing materials, custom and specific as we know, we talked about in our last, you know, in our last SWAT group for that account lodge, because they get actual specific marketing material for that group. Yeah. Even more power on top of that. So you're handing Mike from Account Lodge a GMG Account Lodge partnership flyer with your name on it that even further uh, bolsters that. Absolutely. And of course, we saw the industry news. Um, this is a great section. I'm telling you, if you meet with someone in an industry. Uh, you know, automotive, whatever, the industries are all listed there. In fact, at any time, you can select them right from this category drop-down. And so if you're meeting with someone, these are great articles to share with them. Specialized tax incentives for auto dealers. Auto dealers see tax benefits from renovations. You know, these are, so if you're talking to a car dealership, they have a renovation, this is what you want to share with them. Let me go over to Funeral Home just as an example for a moment. Uh, right there, congratulations, Greg, by the way, uh, I'm sure you're on the line, uh, for bringing in the Arkansas Funeral Directors Association, who has enlisted GMG to, uh, you know, identify tax programs for their clients. So, Greg, you've done this with a number of other ones. In fact, at uh, 4.30 today, we have a very, I won't spill the details yet, but Greg and I have a very large call with an association that has uh, grocery stores, large retail, national chains in them. Uh, very exciting, so good job on that, Greg. But we have a press release here that you know you can reference. So if you're talking to a funeral home, uh, it doesn't matter that it's not in Arkansas. You can come in here and you can click on that and reference uh, you know, our partnership with that. This is a great article uh, from Ted, Specialized Tax Incentives for the Funeral Home Industry. So I can pull that up, and here's a great IRS breakdown. It's got some history in there. Um, Ted did an amazing job on this, goes all the way back to the history of the program, back, dating back to 1959 on why funeral homes are a good fit. And of course, as always, you can share this right on, your, um, right on your, any of your social sites, as well as click the little email icon and send it directly to a client. This provides instant credibility. And again, the news articles are not anything new, uh, but, but I hope you're following them because we do add uh, you know, about one a week. Uh, or so. But these new splash pages I think are great and again we've got them for every industry. Um, you know you can go into, let's just, I'll look at one more Jeremy and that's manufacturing. Since, so if you go meet with the manufacturer today about the tax deadlines coming up, you've got a great splash page on why manufacturing, you've got some white papers and articles on the side, and you have three snapshots on what we can do 
for a manufacturing company. Look at that first one, $1.1 million in combined credits. Look at the one on the right, $740,000 on just one program. And, uh, you know, so, so that's a good overview on those. And that is our industry tab. Uh, the calculation tab has been uh, redefined to not only run a little bit faster, but also match the theme of the rest of the site or rest of the app. Um, the scheduler, same thing, largely unchanged. The uh, context tab, I'll feature in on a few different things. One is the share stories and questions is, of course, there. Um, we get asked a lot about how to connect directly and, and follow things. And I would encourage, again, that I hope that whatever your, your uh, preferred method of getting information, of course, we send out emails. But, you know, Jeremy, for every one time we send out an email, there's probably five or ten you know, related articles and posts and different things that have occurred in the meantime. Yeah, you know, and a lot of times that's why we're going to continue to point uh, because you know, we do get a lot of questions that are things that are already answered on the app and, and already there, including the testimonials. We get that all the time. Hey, I'm, I'm with a client, and I'm, I'm just curious if we have any testimonials. I'm like, well, yeah, just pull up the app, and we what type of client it is, pull it right up and show them right on your iPhone, iPad, computer. Show them the testimonials right there. Uh, show them the, the case studies and things of that nature. So um, I think, you know, there's, there's pretty much anything you can think that you would need as a tool on the road, I think we've kind of integrated here. Yeah. If you're one of the few that's still not following, I would really encourage you to go into the contact section, click follow us, and, uh, you know, there are all the, uh, I guess, relevant personalities. And you want to stay up to date on that because, um, you know, really outside of, Jeremy, I mean, you're speaking with, you know, SWAT members, other people, and mastermind members and things like that on a regular basis. But other than that, this is really the way to keep up to date on what's going on in the industry and yeah. we're posting that relevant news regularly. Yeah, even if you're not in one of our weekly groups, uh, you still have access to this. And and so just look, obviously, anytime we do sales cast weekly, so you know, th there's plenty of information that we're, that we're making available and, and you know, all you got to do is open it up and listen. All right, Jeremy, we're going to talk about SalesCast. And uh, before we jump into that, I, I want to reference back that we've got a good handful of questions in. We're going to be answering them after this section. And so please continue to answer your question or ask your questions in there. And, uh, and, and we'll, we'll continue in there now. Um, so let's talk about the SalesCast, Jeremy. So... We've got within there, um, you know, we just talked about the latest app updates, which are updated presentations, new sales cast section, uh, the share stories and ask questions section, the new industry pages, and the new contact connection section. Look at that. I actually remember to go through everything without my, uh, without my, my bullet points in front of me. So yay me. Um, let's talk about the sales cast. So these are some of the episodes that are there, and I'll, I'll zero in on each of these episodes in just a moment. But, um, you know, what we've got is within the app, you can pull this up, and I mentioned that there's an option right there uh, that you just click on for SalesCast. The purpose behind the SalesCast when we started doing it was really so that we could, uh, we, we recognize that we can only do a national call like this, you know, every so often. It's, it's hard to get everyone together in one place. And we hear a lot of feedback that, you know, people just want more info, they, they have more questions, they want to stay more connected. And, uh, you know, this was really our solution to that. 
is that you know you can listen to this uh, you know on the drive or on the treadmill or whatever the case is it's just always there for you and so you can always listen to it right within the app um, and when you click on one of the episodes you're gonna get a nice breakdown of what the episode is um, you know really what the uh, there's a little play button there you can probably see and uh, just kind of you can click that to just play the audio and then there's a breakdown of everything that we talk about in there so you can kind of uh, scan that in advance I also want to point out for those of you that uh, like myself that are into podcasting um, we are actually live in the iTunes store as a podcast so you can uh, click on that link that we email out every Tuesday or you can just search for us uh, in your podcast program for those of you that use it um, what I love about this is all of the episodes are, are just beautifully displayed with all the information you'll get a nice little description on what's uh, you know what the episode is about and uh, the other nice thing for those of you that are podcast is you, it will actually show up in the iTunes store a few days early and so if you're an avid podcast user and you use that uh, you know like I said in your workout routine or in your drive or anything like that those are going to appear there so lots of ways to listen you can listen on your computer to the link we send out you can listen in your app and of course you can listen directly in podcast Jeremy we're going to take a minute and actually dive in and look at some of these episodes uh, because if maybe someone hasn't been going through um, you know I, I think this is very powerful uh, you know information that's uh, that's that's out there so let's go ahead and launch that now take just a moment for it to show up on everyone's screen All right, so I want to go through some of the episodes that uh, that we've already covered, and let me just open a few of these up. All right, sorry for the dead space. Um, so I want to go through these kind of one by one and talk a little bit about if you haven't been listening or you haven't maybe you've just started listening for the last couple of weeks, what you've missed. Let me go back to the beginning. And our first episode was about the summer tax season. We talked a little bit about, uh, you know, and for some of you, you may just be hearing about tax deadlines now. You, you had an opportunity a few months ago. We, we told you to get ready. So, um, you know, great Q&A segment in that. We talked about in depth the purpose of an introduction call and what happens on an introduction call. The overview of the entire client process. Um, Jeremy did a great piece on how does our cost seg report measure up to other firms? Is bonus depreciation still around? As well as a, a wide span of stories uh, that week. Uh, looks like we had about seven stories that we shared that are all, again, you know, very usable in the field. You can see that we cover a wide range of topic. It wasn't just, even though it was summer tax update, we're covering a lot of things. And I can tell you that all of these topics, understanding our sales process, um, understanding what's going to happen on an introduction call, being able to explain that, talking about how our cost seg report measures up, talking about bonus depreciation, these are things that are going to help you in the field. So that's episode one. Episode two, uh, cost segregation, what is it and who qualifies? This is a great episode where uh, we really spent the first part just talking about cost seg. I think we all know what cost seg is. 
but sometimes it helps to spend 10 or 15 minutes getting more in detail about what CostSeg is. So this is actually a clip, Jeremy, from one of your uh, weekly SWAT trainings that we pulled a section of that out and uh, you know made that uh, made that available in the salescast. We also covered some topics. Can you combine multiple properties to meet minimum criteria? Does the ISO process qualify by R&D? What if a client is planning to sell their building and our bank's a good fit for cost segregation? So that's episode two. Just a few more that I'll go through. A great episode on benefits for funeral homes and Q&A from the field. This week, obviously, by the title, what do you think we talked about benefits to funeral homes? Uh, you know, we wanted to pair that with the article that came out that week. But in addition to that, we talked about, and, and Jeremy, I almost feel as large as the main topics have been lately, like funeral homes, I almost feel like we spent more time on the Q&A section than anything else. Yeah, you know, I think that, well, that's what we want, actually. You know, as much as we talk about this, as much as Ryan and I like to hear ourselves talk, uh, we really prefer. It's great. I can listen to myself right <laughs> home now. We, we prefer to hear ourselves talk about questions that, like you haven't done that. that you have specifically. Um, you know, we, we want to be able. This again, these are tools. These are tools for you. And so, if we, we can talk about hypotheticals and things that Ryan and I feel are important, uh, which we will. Uh, but e but even better, be able to spend time a answering questions that you guys have uh, and and really hammering those down so you feel very comfortable and confident. You asked a question, we answered it, now you can go back to your client and, and get a deal. Team, the reason I'm going through these one by one, and there's only a few episodes left, is because you know there may be a question that you've had in the back of your mind and you didn't realize, maybe Jeremy and I did a 20-minute segment on it. And so that week, the week of, that we talked about funeral homes as the main topic, we, we had a great question, how to get in front of your warm clients and, and uh, book them into an intro call. We spent a lot of time on that. Can a client go back and capture bonus depreciation for previous years? That's a great question. Um, if a client is a new construction project, do they have to wait until the building is complete? These are things we want you to know, or at least know where they are, in case you ever get asked that question. And it, I like this one. If a company is currently going through an IRS audit, is it a good time for a cost segregation study, um, I'll leak out the answer. The answer is yes. And uh, go listen to the episode if you want to know why. So um, this one, Jeremy, has to be my second favorite episode, um, the anatomy of a CPA. And we spent the entire time talking about the three types of CPA firms, understand the C understanding the CPA-client relationship, what motivates a CPA, and how to get in front of more CPAs. And by the way, we are doing part two of this because apparently 35 minutes on CPAs just wasn't enough. So we got part two coming up, and you need to open your app, click Ask a Question after listening to these episode, uh, episodes, and uh, you need to ask your questions so they can make it into part two of the anatomy of a CPA firm. What the most successful advisors are doing, uh, this is a great episode, and uh, in addition to that, we talked about the upcoming deadlines. We talked about how to motivate clients out of kind of that summer funk and uh, get out there. And we talked about municipalities, you know, and what we can do for other nonprofits. We talked about how to best set up for an introduction call, um, what you should do before an introduction call, and what are the – this was a really big one. 
is, Jeremy, I think we did it at 15, 20 minutes on what the best practices are for advisors. And be careful what you ask in the, in the app because uh, someone asked the question, what are the best practices that you're seeing out there? And that's an open-ended uh, question that, Jeremy, you, didn't, you and yeah. I didn't mind going on for a while. Yeah, those those are nice questions. When we get to yeah, again, when we get to really spend time dissecting a question, and I think that's the the real purpose of the sales cast. Instead of like we said, you shoot an email and, and you get a, a two two sentence response, that's not powerful as getting a, a five, ten, fifteen, twenty minute response because there's a lot of it's not always a black and white. It's not it's not always here's the answer and it's a two word answer. A lot of it, there's things that we need to discuss to be able to properly answer your questions, and that's why the, the sales cast is so powerful. Jimmy, this last one that I'll talk about is actually my favorite episode, and it's the future of cost seg. It's really spawned out of an upcoming uh, series you're doing. Originally, you told me it was an article, then it turned into a two-part I've now uh, proclaimed it as a 10-part series that yeah, we're going to do. Right. Actually, so it was a three-part yesterday. It's your book. No. Yeah. <laughs> but really, this is a uh, at least eight-part series that Jeremy's going to do, or maybe yeah. two. I okay. don't know. We'll see. But, um, so this is a, a series that's coming out uh, in just a few weeks, actually, and it's coming out in blog form. And uh, I'm really excited about it. It is called The Future of Cost Seg. And um, – Jeremy, this isn't something we've talked a lot about publicly. I mean, we, we've been doing this long enough. It's hard to believe we're going into our 10th year as a company next year. And um, considering that the audit and technique guideline, which is the big change to cost that came out in 2004, that really, as weird as it is to say, it makes us kind of veterans in the field. Yeah, and, and not only us, but you know, the people that we have working with us, the engineering team and things, the people that we have – have been doing this even longer than we have. And uh, we have a very unique perspective on the industry. And uh, a lot of you have, have worked with me and, you know, I've been able to, uh, to do a cost seg studies all over the country and it, different types and with a, a lot of different challenges. And I've just seen the industry uh, from a very unique level. And, and yeah, I don't think it's going to be an eight part series. Sorry, Ryan, but uh, it'll be a substantial series, and I, and I think that the purpose of, you know, why talk about the future of cost tech? How is that going to help me today? Well, um, because we're going to, we want to know where the industry is going so we can be first. And, well, Jeremy, there's a, uh, you and I are like, to say we're opposite personalities is, is the understatement of the year. We can't even decide uh, where to go to lunch most days, let alone uh, agree on anything, and I, I mean that lovingly for those that know us. Uh, we get along great, but we just see the world differently. And let me tell you, this is probably the biggest thing in the organization that we agree on. And, and again, I don't want to send the wrong message. You and I are in great unity, but we just see things differently, and we approach things differently. That's what makes us a strong team. But this right here, we are locked in on. And, and I won't ruin the episode besides saying, Jim and I are locked in on what we feel is wrong with the industry, where we feel it's heading, and why we're positioned to be the leader in that. And I, I don't say that lightly. Um, I, I think we've paid our dues as an organization. I think we've built a structure and a framework that puts us in a, in a great position. And when you combine that with the major shift that Jeremy and I feel is going to happen in the industry over the next few years, um, you know, it's, it's one plus one plus one equals five million. You know, it's just kind of that perfect match of, uh, of synergy of where we're heading. So this is my favorite episode. 
if you only listen to one episode, um, don't do that. Listen to all of them. But uh, that is my favorite episode. So that's the sales cast. And um, so it's not – we're actually going to end early, Jeremy. This is, uh, is going to be good. We've got a half hour left and probably uh, not nearly that much in content to cover. So uh, there's first time for everything. So we are going to answer some questions. Then, And you don't want to drop off the line. We've got advisor stories. And we have this special event coming up, and you do not want to uh, drop off of this. So, Jeremy, let's talk about this a, a, a little bit. Um, and let's, we've got a lot of questions in here. Any of these you want to take in particular? Well, yeah, well, that one you can, I, I guess, that, that um, you know, our presentation is available, I guess, on the website as opposed to the app, right? Well, you know, I think our whole website is a presentation, personally, and I'd love to answer that verbally, but I'm just not very good at that. So let me let me pull up my normal show and tell. Um, bef briefly before the app, the website was really what I was using for presentations. You're going to see the same format. And when I said earlier, Jamie and I, you know, just have different personalities and approach things differently. Jeremy very often presents by service, and I very often present by industry. So when we were building the website or building the app, we couldn't agree on which was better, so we put both in there. And uh, I, I wish there was more science to why we did it, but it was just Jeremy does things one way, I do them another, and we think that's representative of, of the group. Yeah, and that's and, and of your clients as well. There's going to be some clients that see the world one way and some the other, and that the, the presentation or the angle that you're going in, some clients prefer the product angle. Uh, I walked into a, a dealership, uh, now it's probably been five years, and, you know, I started doing my way, which was, you know, this is cost segregation, blah, 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 talking, and, and he, he cut me off and, and said, just tell me, what have you done for other dealerships? <laughs> and, and so, you know, Ryan should have done that call instead of me, but um, you love it when I get technical. But but that's I break the, out. You know, and I think what you're saying there is that don't present the way you like to present. Present the way clients want to be presented to. And this is something you know, Jeremy and I have learned that he sometimes you have to be authentic to yourself, but at the same time you have to be respectful of your client. And uh, Jeremy, let's talk about services for a second. If I go to cost segregation, um, you know what we're left with is a great presentation. I think you had nothing else but this. You've got cost segregation overview. I love these drop-down buttons, but I'm kind of a gadget guy. Um, you've got history of the program. This is some great information. Who qualifies for cost segregation? What are the benefits of the cost segregation study, including a quote from the U.S. Treasury Department? Doesn't any better than that. Our methodology, including a quote from the, uh, from the IRS. And then an overview of our process. I mean, if you were building a 10-page PowerPoint, you think about it, that would be the content yeah. that was in there. And then, of course, we've got some edification articles off to the side, including uh, one of my favorite articles on the site, something else by Jeremy, and that's the number one lie about cost segregation. Um, so that's a service approach, and you can do that for any of the services. Uh, from a solutions approach, um, I picked on several of these before, so let's go to medical this time, Jeremy. We have why medical. We have, uh, you know, the, the articles relating to the snapshot. This all looks very reflective of the app because, you know, they're, they're all designed around the same concept. 
and and they're kind of skins of each other, and that that's the whole purpose is that everything looks uniform. And so, yeah, some of you don't have uh, that might not have an iPhone or an Android phone or might not have a tablet, and you and you take your computer with you. Absolutely, bring up the GMG Savings website, and you basically have as much information as we think you should need for that uh, appointment. All right, another one. Uh, I have a booth and an upcoming CPA show uh, here in, in the name of the location. Any recommendation as to how to get the most out of this investment? Well, personally, I'd have like 10 iPads set up all with the <laughs> – no, uh, I think uh, several things. One is um, if you reach out, um, send an email to gmg at gmgsavings.com if you prefer. We do have um, – a, I don't know what to call it, a backdrop. Uh, yeah. They're like roll, they're signage um, for trade shows, and they are at a cost. Uh, you know, they're shipping and things like that because they're quite large. So that's something you may want to check into, and those are available to to everyone if you're doing a show. And uh, you know, that would be part of it. In in Germany, you may have some ideas. My other idea, it goes back to that style. Um, you know, if, if I were doing it, I would have those. I would have a laptop plugged into a 55-inch screen because I think our website is gorgeous. Um, and, and if I were being really slick, I would have uh, an Apple TV hooked up to a 55-inch TV, and I'd be broadcasting my iPad to it uh, because I think people walking by and you're doing that. But, you know, Jeremy, I'll let you weigh on that because – I don't know if that would really work at a CPA show. Yeah, I'm you know, talking all flash now. Yeah, a lot of times CPAs are not necessarily the they're not they don't always see the world that way. They're not always the the most technically advanced, and, and it just depends on the type. I'm not trying to generalize too much, but I, I think the key in, in almost any trade show because Ryan, we've done tons of trade shows all across the country here in our backyard. Most of the work in trade shows is done after the trade show, uh, so. Knowing that you're trying to maximize the amount of business cards and 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 handshakes, you're trying to to make some type of an impression, but you're not probably selling a whole lot of products during that show. You're, you're kind of like we talked about earlier, building your rolodex. So uh, the key is, and one, get as many business cards obviously as you can. Hopefully, you turn that business card around and make some notes about that specific person that you talk to, so you can have a little bit of a reminder. But know that the majority of the work is going to be done on the follow-up phase. And, and if you want to, obviously, you, you're going to have this uh, CPA webinar. You know, we have, we're going to have a CPA webinar as well. You're, you're going to go out there. You can uh, invite them to some GMG events that we're having and things of that nature. But I, I would say don't put the pressure on yourself to try to be the expert at everything, cost seg or R&D. You know, the CPAs, yeah, on some level, you might know more, but – when you start talk, talking tax, you know, sometimes that you can um, be, you know, above your depth a little bit, and you just don't want to discredit anything by trying to be too technical with CPAs. Uh, so you really want to really just do an introduction, talk about, you know, the, the team that you have behind them. You, you show them the app, show them the website. These are things that show that we're not just a fly-by-night company here, that we are a, a legitimate player. And, and then what I always say to CPAs is, I'm not looking for a formal alliance yet. I'm looking for one client. Uh, give me one client. Yeah. Let's work on a project. And if you like me, then we can talk about what's next. You know, I think my – and we actually talk about this. Uh, you know, one of the things I'd recommend, 
listen to that sales cast on the anatomy of a CPA firm. And we really strongly position what your goal should be with CPAs. And uh, yeah, I'd love to go into more detail, but again, there's about 30 minutes on what we feel the goal should be with meeting a CPA. I think it really applies here. And again, GMG gmgsavings.com. Uh, you may want to check out, uh, I wish I had a picture of it to put up. These, uh, these, you know, they're, they're, I don't know, they're four displays. They're probably six foot tall. Yeah. There's two of them. Uh, it's, it's a really good eye catcher. Uh, and, and that may be something that really helps you out. So, um, Joe, I've got a question for, from you, and it's about a client that did an expansion five years ago, and they're doing a new one. Joe, I'm going to have um, one of the, I'm going to have one of the team members reach out to you directly because that sounds like a great client that uh, we really want. In fact, Jeremy, if you could drop down, Joe. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have someone give them a call. So um, here's another one. I was talking with a cabinet maker yesterday that has to replace a big piece of equipment. He was wondering from a tax standpoint, is it better to purchase or lease the equipment? What is the advantage? Um, you know, can I just say really that at that point, you've identified that they respect your opinion as a specialist, and the next step is an introduction call. Because what clients tend to do is they get na very narrow focused. I, Jeremy, you and I were talking to a company the other day. They install uh, electrical retrofitting, some lighting, things like that. And, and what clients can do sometimes, they get really caught up on some credit that's maybe going to get them $3,000 and totally miss the $400,000 one. And so I think the appropriate thing to do is set them up for an intro call, and get them to someone that can properly put in perspective for them. And I can think of one restaurant chain I did. This guy hated his property tax so much. It was all he's focused on. And property tax ended up not even being anything valid remotely. And there was over $400,000 in benefit from a federal side that he was going to miss out on because he wanted to argue his, his $20,000 property tax bill. Yeah, and another side, and to actually specifically answer the question, which Ryan didn't, uh, they could qualify for the R&D tax credit depending on some of their their processes. And if that's the case, that would be much more substantial than the decision on what to do as far as buying or leasing a specific piece of equipment. Really, when it comes to equipment, that's something you know we can offer a little bit based on the programs that we know and we have to offer. And there could be some bonus depreciation on that equipment. It could be a 179. There's there's some different angles you can go, but at, on the other side, getting them through the process and, and introducing them to us could yield a lot more fruit than just answering that simple single question. Here's a, another one, Jeremy. Curious if you think a full a large full service printer might qualify for R&D. They manufacture, they built, and they built the software. Yeah, there's a very good chance that they would qualify for uh, the R&D credit. Of course, we wouldn't know until we dug deeper. But on the surface, uh, absolutely, they they should they they basically pre-qualify based upon that description, and I would uh, recommend going into the app and booking a call so we can talk to them at length. Yeah, I can answer this one quickly. I have the app on my and they name their device. Uh, it's not the latest version. How do I download the latest? Um, you know, if it ever won't run the update, all you do is delete the app, reinstall. Uh, this would only be the case on certain Android devices. When it came out with a new release, uh, so that's the answer on that one. Um,
I'm just scanning through because we had a lot of questions in. Uh, another one was, where did you reference that contact info? Once you're in the app, you click on the contact tab and it is follow us. Another question, when I click on ask a question, it points me to a phone number with an extension. That's correct. That's how we're doing that right now. We tried a lot of different ways. Basically, it's our phone number and the extensions are like ASK for ask, T-E-L-L -L for tell, uh, things like that. And uh, so that, that's how those are doing. Um, can you describe the podcast in more detail? I think we, uh, yep, we already answered that. Thanks, David, for that. Um, Jimmy, here's one while I'm kind of still reading. I'll get you talking about one of these. I have an auto dealer contact who is planning to do a $5 million renovation expansion. Should we contact for them now or wait? Now. Now is always the time to, to contact. You know, we the study is not going to complete until their building is complete because we have to tie everything. Uh, when we do a cost, we have to tie everything to their final basis. So we won't know that final basis until they're done. Uh, but at the same time, the best time to secure the contract, the proposal, would be prior to construction. Let's get in before other people have an opportunity to bid. So, uh, Dale, on that one, I would suggest uh, getting a call set up immediately, and let's at least uh, let's try to get them signed up front. Um, two more, Jeremy, and then we'll move on. Um, the best device, iPad or Android. <laughs> So I had, yeah. I, I'm not laughing at the person who asked that, by the way. I'm just laughing because uh, we are Mac folk yeah, we, up here. Everybody, well, pretty much the majority in our office are, are Mac and iPhone and, and iOS. So uh, it's, I would say it's personal preference. Maybe test them both out. But, you know, we're, we don't get paid by Apple, so it's fine for us to say it. But uh, we've tested a lot of devices, and, and we don't think you can go wrong with, uh, with an iPad uh, or, and or an iPhone. Yeah. I will say two quick comments on that. One is, um, you know, if you have an Android phone and you have, an, uh, you know, a Google Chromebook, then I, I don't think buying an iPad is really all that logical, and vice versa. If you have a MacBook and, um, you know, and an iPhone, then I think iPad makes a logical choice. The only other thing I would say, um, first of all, on the app, we've probably gotten maybe 10, 15 trouble tickets total ever. Um, you know, we haven't had a, a lot of service issues. I will say 100% of those, no, I'm sorry, all but one were Android, and the one that wasn't was like the original iPhone, and they couldn't get it to load. But so outside of that, 100% uh, of our, our issues have been Android. And, you know, uh, that's just, it's a larger debate. So what Jeremy said is completely accurate that, you know, we, we have found it to be, uh, you know, a little more reliable. Um, the last one from Joni, um, I am in, she names the region, but the wine region, and have you done any work yet with wineries, and if so, uh, what, if so, what type uh, of lead would that come? I've heard mention of wineries being eligible for R&D. Jeremy, we actually put you on a plane last year out yeah. to do a, a tour of winery. It wasn't a wine tour like you would think. Yeah. At least I hope it wasn't. Oh, well, maybe a little bit. <laughs> I, I <laughs> no, um, yeah, we we went and it was at, it wasn't in the same region as a different wine uh, wine country, but um, you know the the thing with wineries is is they often own their own buildings, so obviously cost sake. 
the, do, do they qualify for R&D? They can. Uh, it depends on their process. The, a lot of it will have to do with their bottling and maybe their labeling and things of that nature. Do they have processes in place uh, where they're doing custom bottling and things of that nature? The R&D credit is really all about process and how, how are they making what they're making, how are they doing, how are they packaging, things of that nature. So potentially the R&D credit and obviously cost seg if they own their own building and, of course, property tax if they own their own building. So uh, that would be a great area. If you'd like to, to fly me out and then uh, – no, I'm just kidding. Another wine tour? Do, do, some, do some wine tasting, but no. Uh, that's absolutely a, a good industry to go after, and I, I wouldn't hesitate to you know, be on those calls. If you're going to set up some intro calls, I really think uh, you could unlock some potential there. And then because usually these wineries are all localized where you know, there's a bunch of them in the same area – you get so you, you do good by one, and hopefully you get the neighbor, and you get the one down the road, and and now you're you're getting a lot of business out of that one contact. You know, Jeremy, I said that was going to be the last question. We just got a great question in. Um, it says, "I'm relatively new to Facebook and LinkedIn. If we follow you, how easy is it to take and pass on the info we get from you and send it out to others that we're linked or connected with?" Let me talk about that for a minute because um, one of the great things about social media is that um, you know, if you're on LinkedIn, if you're on Twitter, things like that, you'll notice that the vast majority of the content is actually not original. And many people in, in an old paradigm, you think, well, I have to write a column in the newspaper and generate original content in order for people to like and follow me. And really, if you think about social media like a television channel, you know, like TBS, people turn on TBS because it carries the type of programs they're interested in. That's how social media works, is that if you are a tax person, they don't really care if you're the one necessarily writing the content as much as you are their TV channel that brings relevant news to them. And that's really what I think you want to strive to be. So don't worry about – I mean, you can write originals. I'm not telling you you can't. or I'm just saying that I don't know if it's the best use of your time, um, I repost. If you follow me on LinkedIn, you see I, I post as many articles Ted writes as I post to my own, um, you know, because I, I think they're, it's, it's a great perspective, and I'll send them to, if I belong to a funeral home group, I'll take Ted's article and I'll send it all out there because, again, what you're trying to be is you're trying to be the channel that's relevant to them, and that news could come from Google, it could come from our blog, it can come from anywhere, um, and you're just trying to be the person that brings relevant news. So, Jeremy, the, the next question I'm not going to take, but it, it talks about the CPA webinar, and uh, which we're going to go into here. So that's why I'm skipping that question. Uh, we're going to have to skip these stories, um, which I hate to do. But let's just say congratulations to all these people. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'd like to give you some recognition and, and say, you know, team, you're really out there, uh, you know, doing a great job. And listen to the sales cast because we share – a lot of stories in there, and I'll make sure we mention these. Sorry we didn't get time to do it live. On to the special announcement, Jeremy. Well, as some of you know, that you know, we're having a, a webinar that's coming up. That's going to be coming up the first or second week of September. And contrary, you know, some people thought it was uh, it was an advisor training. It's 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 not an advisor training webinar. This is a webinar for CPAs and CFOs 
These are people that you know that you're prospecting, that you're calling on, perhaps your own CPA. And we're going to do some training and some education on what's going on in the world of specialized tax incentives. So if you have, and, and I go, there, there's a lot of people on this call, and I know all of you have a CPA, I would encourage you all to invite your CPA to this call. It would be great training for them, and it would be an opportunity, of course, for them to gather a little bit of knowledge and, of course, for you to gain some credibility in their eyes and hopefully gain some clients as a result of that. And there's nothing like giving away some, some free training like we can do here uh, that causes some people to, to feel like, hey, I, I, sh I should give you a client. Thank you for that uh, information. I'd like to – I have somebody – that meets that. So as Ryan's showing, and, and there's been, I believe there'll be an email that's going out uh, if it hasn't already. At 4.30 today, there's an email going out that has a link to this page. And the question that came up earlier, Jeremy, was do you have a, you know, a paragraph or two that we can tell people about the event? And the answer is yes. Yep, yeah, you just send them the link. Uh, this is the link. It's an actual web page where they register. There's a description on it. It's right on the GMG site, so it's very professional looking. So just send them the link, and, and you should have seen it in your email. And, and, and we hope to get a nice, large turnout of CPAs and or CFOs, somebody that's handling the financials for a company. And, again, these could be somebody that, hey, you've been prospecting this guy for six months or this gal for six months, a year, two years, whatever. Uh, this might be a nice way to say, you know what, we're having a little bit of training on this. You're not committing, you're not buying, we're not giving you a proposal, but here's just a, you know, some, some training and, and some definite, some insight into these programs. And, and if you feel like uh, it was valuable and, and you want to move forward, then we can talk about that after. So it's a, it's a nice way to kind of get in and, and talk to somebody uh, that maybe has been putting you off a little bit and inviting them to something that, that you don't have to have any pressure to perform on. Absolutely. Jeremy, one question that came in, it came in a couple times, um, has to do with the strategic partnerships. And, uh, you know, we talked a lot about those uh, before the last SWAT training started. Yeah. And um, so I, I think people are kind of wondering uh, about that. And um, so I'll just touch on it briefly because it did come up a few times. What we've been doing with strategic partnering um, is uh, twofold. One, we have a corporate initiative where we're going out there um, you know, actively signing partnerships, and we've, you know, named some of those, and we continue to talk about them in the sales cast and release articles and press releases. Uh, in fact, like I said, you know, we've got one more this afternoon that's uh, going to, you know, it's kind of on third base, and it's ready to go and, and about to release. Last week, we had one go out in the form of press release. So follow the blog. Make sure you're staying up to date on these. But the question really centered around, I like this question, how do we use that to close hundreds of clients this year? Well, I'll take that twofold. Um, hundreds of clients is, is a great goal um, because, Jeremy, you did, you did a call, and it's kind of an ambitious goal because you did a call back in February I'd encourage everybody to listen to, uh, and it was basically the short of it. I'm, I'm oversimplifying, but, you know, three clients a, a month to a million dollars in fees. So what we've always said is you don't need – hundreds and hundreds of new clients to, you know, very, have a very big impact in your community. Um, so, you know, I, taking that part of it, the nice thing about our service offerings are you don't always have to think in terms of how do I get hundreds of new clients this year. Um, you know, really a, a smaller impact. Uh, you're a smaller client base can have a very large impact. The other side to that, though, and I think the real heart of the question is, you know, how do we use these partnerships to, you know, 
leverage those clients. And so the nice part about that, and let's, let's kind of center in on that for a minute, has to do with, um, you know, again, if you're following these and you see those, let's just take the most recent one, Jeremy. Um, let's take, how do we take the partnership with the Arkansas Funeral Directors Association? Uh, you know, how, how do you take that to go close, to keep specific with the question, yeah. close hundreds of clients? Well, there, there's obviously, you know, multiple angles, but one is, and Walt Ryan and I are kind of dialogue back and forth, but one is referencing, you know, if you're not in Arkansas, say you're in California and, and, oh, that's great, you have an Arkansas Funeral Association partnership. What is that going to do for me in California? Well, what it's going to do for you in California is going to, you're going to find your, your local, the California Funeral Association, and you're going to go to them and you're going to say, hey, we have, we being GMG, my company that I'm an advisor for, has an affiliation with the Arkansas Funeral Association. Here it is. Here's the PR. Here's our... Uh, here's our website and all that. We would like to partner with you. That that association is going to have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of potential clients. That's one way of just creating a new partnership based upon a partnership we already have. Uh, another way is obviously, and not even talking about funeral homes. Uh, you know, we have say the the Econo Lodge, uh, and that's something that we can talk about. We have a, a partnership with. Like this is some that the Last Swap Group is actively working on. Yeah, the Last Swap Group got, ha, has received specific marketing materials uh, for the the Alpha, the Econolodge Franchise Association. So you can go to uh, one of your uh, your local Econolodges. You can talk to them, and you can have your own personalized marketing materials for that group, uh, and and now use that to leverage multiple Econolodges. And and as we've talked about in our sales ca cast, if, if somebody owns I don't know of anybody that owns one Econo Lodge. If they own an Econo Lodge, they own multiple, or they own other uh, hotel franchises, or they have family, friends that do as well. It's its own little community there. And so you can get hundreds of deals just by handing one marketing flyer to one Econo Lodge and kind of working that trail. But Ryan is absolutely right. At the beginning of 2012, we did a, an entire presentation on how you can bring in seven figures over a million dollars in fees just by closing one or two deals per month. So you don't really need hundreds of clients, even though of course a goal, though. we want them. <laughs> but that's a good, solid goal. If you close one or two deals per month, you're going to make likely seven figures or more. And we're talking about the tax products. We're not talking about all the other products, but on the tax products, seven figures is in, in sales is available through just a, a handful of clients. Yeah. That's the power of this. But we obviously want you to be able to leverage that. And as we have, you know, we're going to have another SWAT coming up and our masterminds group is, is going on. And if you want some information on that, feel free to, to shoot us an email at gmg at gmgsavings.com. Uh, we're obviously, you know, always uh, open to, to having m more participants. But um, well, I think that's part of the question here, Jeremy, is that, you know, um, you know, because I've seen a couple come in, is are, are there brochures available yet? How do I get the um, – you know, I want you to understand, and we've been pretty upfront about this, that, you know, obviously with any marketing list, with any marketing materials, the co-branded uh, sign-up forms and brochures you were talking about, this is something that we're beta testing with our SWAT groups right now. And, um, you know, we'll continue to do so. For those of you who have been around for a while, you know I'm a firm believer in beta testing, trying things out, fine-tuning it in, and then rolling it out nationally. And, you know, we also don't want to overwhelm the partnerships. 
Um, you know, and so that's why we've got a relatively small group of SWAT advisors calling on these partnerships so that they can really tune in and we're getting great feedback. Um, had one from Chris in Colorado just last week that he got his first um, his first client uh, set up out of the out of one of the partnership calls. And that's great feedback for us to hear from the team members. And you can understand why I can't get on a national call right now and say, here's the secret sauce, here's the flyer you want to use, here's the pitch that you use when calling them. Because right now, frankly, we're using a small group of SWAT advisors uh, from our last group and we'll continue to do so with our upcoming group to go out there and actively build those relationships, provide that feedback and say, hey, this is what I'm getting when I'm in the field. Because one thing may work at a corporate level for our national calls with those groups, but, you know, walking in, I mean, we may find that, uh, you know, the flyer just wasn't effective. We may change the flyer. And I know, Jeremy, you've been making, in fact, you, you're already on version two or three of the flyer, yeah, I think. At so, least. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's why the, those haven't been put out to everybody yet. And we just, we really have to beta test it run it through its course first. Yeah. Uh, but we're not holding it a hostage. If, if you want to be part of, of these groups, then, then let us know. Uh, GMG at gmgsavings.com, like I said. That's just the easiest way. It's an email box that kind of goes to all of us. And you know, if you if you wanna if you wanna be a part, just let us know, and and we'll contact you and and walk you through it. Absolutely. Well, Jeremy, we are just about out of time. So much for being early, but yeah, so much for being on time is uh, is, a, is a good accomplishment for us. So I want to thank everyone for being on the call, and uh, we will be rebroadcasting this in the salescast. So watch for that email. And um, that, that will come out. It will be loaded in the app. Uh, it will be sent out via email. So watch for this to appear. This uh, really will become the longest SalesCast episode to date. So thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, guys.